Welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness. All right, welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast. I'm here with Corey and Will, right? Yeah. All right, we're going to have a story. We're actually going to, I'm going to throw that into because we're going to talk about what's in the driveway right now, too. All right. We're also going to talk about Corey's favorite song. It's a Kenny Rogers song. It's called, You Picked the Fine Time to Leave Me, Loose Wheel. So we're going to tell a story about his bad weekend and why that's his new favorite song from Kenny Rogers. How are you doing, Corey? I'm doing awesome. How are you, Mitch? I'm right. So I pulled that one out on Corey the other day when uh, he had his workout with me. But um, yeah, So tell us yeah. a little bit about your, your fun weekend. So today is mainly a public service announcement for what torquing, you should have torquing done. Torquing your lug nuts often. Because, and... yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to pull out my torque wrench, which everybody should probably thread off from a garage. What you have to do um, every now and again is torque your... Mm-hmm. torque spec things and just getting the wrench out and crank as hard as you can or your impact and just zipping them all down might not be enough there is a torque specs do you know your torque specs for your jeep uh i, I do 100 but i think the spec is like 90 or 95 so it's it's close to where i usually do it i think mine's 95 to 110 you gotta look it up online mm-hmm. but uh this guy will do it um so you can rent a torque wrench we're gonna kind of give you the the, the moral of the story first just just go buy one <laughs> you could rent one and then take it back or you just go buy one for 100 bucks and you got one at all times i have bought this i bought this a couple years ago when i was doing some work on the truck actually about a year ago and uh, I've used it a bunch of times since then. I say a bunch, at least three, four times, and it just saves time. So a good torque wrench. This is Husky, not sponsored by them, but uh, they're you know, 100 bucks. I think I paid for this guy. Wrote my name all over the box and the, <laughs> the machine itself, but it never really gets out of that drawer unless I'm actually using it. But let's break down a little bit. So a couple weeks ago, let's kind of go back in time, back in time a little bit, and go back to you had an off-road event with uh, Elias. Went with Elias's girlfriend Carrie, and then uh, another friend Stefano came out. See, Elias's girlfriend probably would have told you to torque your wheels because she probably would have. Yeah, she's really good at this uh, maintenance thing. Yep, and, so. and we checked to make sure his sway bars were there. <laughs> he didn't know what a sway bar was until I talked to him. But uh, um, so he had a good time. He didn't break down at all. Nope, he had an absolute blast. He didn't I mean, lock his keys in his car or anything nope, like that. He okay. didn't lock his keys in his car. And, so it's, uh, it's, Let's start back to that day. What so happened? That was, that was the Friday before. I had to go to an appointment about 15 miles away from my hometown. Um, I'm down in Lake City. I had to go south of there to Wabasha and sitting in the car waiting for everything to start because with the, the pandemic, you can't go in early. Got out of the Jeep. I had the keys in the ignition, but turned off, closed the door and went, crap. <laughs> that door's locked. <laughs> and I've still got my hard top on, so I can't just unzip a window and climb in. So I had to call my wife. She had to leave work and come save me with a spare key. And that, that started off my weekend. <laughs> you should have known then just to stay home at that point. I should have. And I not... really should have. <laughs> oh. Looking back, because things get worse. You know, it's kind of like it just piles on. Bad things come in threes, and, and we'll get to that. <laughs> so I think I'm at about five or six now on this press. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, a couple times over. Oh, yeah. And so uh, so that's that's Friday. Yep. So then the day of, uh, you're going to go off-roading with uh, Elias and a few other yep. folks with your, your off-road yeah. group. So And it always it always starts early because I'm, you know, I'm an hour south of the city. So, you know, Appleton for me is four hours one way. Mm-hmm. And, yep, woke up uh, 5 a.m., I think, quarter after five. We hit the road, me and my oldest son, Will, and 
got out there and we started wheeling right on time. We got Elias aired down and I put a, uh, you know, please be patient student driver uh, <laughs> decal on his back. Cause, uh, well, did he, he see it. you put it on there? He didn't see me put it on, but I pointed it out to him right away just cause, and he left it on the whole day. He's like, I'm going to leave that there so people know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gracious guy. He's great. That's awesome. Oh, he is. And he, he, he was having a blast. We had him, um, the rocks, those tel- the rocks right away in the telephone poles. Uh, he went right up him and just the hugest grin on his face. He was having a blast. So I, I think I broke down the Apple Appleton. Yep. Uh, that's straight west here. It's almost on North Dakota border. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. You get on uh, my GPS always tells me to go out uh, 212 and then you cut up to I think it's seven and then you're on seven for like 120 miles. Yeah. You go out to Mount Video or Montevideo. Mont- Montevideo. Montevideo. Boy, you're not. I'm from that neck of the woods, so I don't want to oh, say okay. it. <laughs> I didn't know. Is it Milan or Milan? Or Milan? That one I don't know. Yeah, because there's an awesome bar there, which we'll get to on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell the story gets good. It's yeah, a, it gets a better. three-day ordeal. So uh, <clears throat> the, uh, the drive out there, I mean, I've been there. I kind of broke it down in a previous episode where my friends and I went out there, uh, I think last summer, my brother Mike... Wade and I went out there and uh, had a good time, and those poles were really hard to climb. Like, I didn't even attempt the telephone pole thing. Uh, that was back when I was on 31s and, and no lockers, and I looked at him like, there's no way I'm getting up that. And Wade had his Rubicon with his 33s, and I thought he, was in, he, I thought he broke everything yeah. <laughs> going up that. But he did. He, uh, but you said they filled it in a little yep. bit since last? Yeah, those are filled in. We were up there, I think it was last God, September, October sometime. And um, the one kid that we were with, BJ, he went up on two-wheel drive. Oh, really? And they were really not. Now, this time, they were a little bit more dug out, so I had a little bit of a struggle getting up them. Elias had more of a struggle, and he kind of learned the whole, you know, bump it, hit it, send it. Um, and he got up it just fine. So, right after send it is break it. Well, I told him, I said, <laughs> if I ever tell you send it, back down. Just, just, <laughs> just back don't. down the hill and don't listen to me because... I'm abusive, according to my wife. <laughs> Not to her, to my Jeep. <laughs> yeah, this poor gal has got a little bit of work on her, too. So oh, yeah. I feel bad when I come home off-roading sometimes. Like, man, that was, that was really mean to do to my vehicle. But it is sometimes. It is. So then, so we're on Friday. You're having a fun time out there. And that's out there. I would say there's, there's a few obstacles. There's the little rock sections not too far from the... What do you call those things? The telephone poles, as you call them. Yeah, there's, there's a, a lot of little sand hill climbs. There's a, a few mud pits which I stayed away from. Yeah, there was a Lexus that apparently did not listen, and uh, oh. he had, from what I heard of the guy who saved him, he had like a foot of water inside the car. A Lexus. And a Lexus. So. It was on newer ones, or it was a super old guy. Uh, I can't tell if those are old or not. I mean, it's the the RX like 300, I think. Is the well, model. it did have a lot of rust on it or not? No. Good. Well, it was newer than I because I, I actually long story longer I was going to buy my kid a Lexus because I saw one for a decent price I'm like well they'll last forever you know I went and looked at it all I saw was just rust all over it I'm like I, I can't buy another <laughs> I can't I can't have multiple rusty vehicles oh, yeah, you only allow one rusty vehicle <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with this and I did I looked at it outside and the guy was waiting for me inside I just walked away called texted him and said ah not for me got him a, got my kid a car like I talked about well, that's fine he doesn't need a he doesn't need a Lexus, so, you know. <laughs> he can deal with like, having a car. Oh yeah. So anyhow, so back to yours. So you guys, how long did you off road for before you had your uh, about little, three yeah. hours? It was just before lunch, and I even said, you know, let's let's go around the one loop that's got the real decent decent hill climbs, um, mm-hmm. just as you come into the park off to the side. 
and yeah, it's once or twice earlier in the day, something, something didn't feel right in the clutch. And um, I've got, I guess to tell them, it's an 09 JKU, uh, 3.8 liter with a six-speed manual. And something in the clutch didn't feel right. I didn't just kind of, okay, don't know what this is. And then all of a sudden, it would not go into gear anymore. I, it just, it was done. It's, it just said, I'm out of here, huh? Yep. It said, I'm, I'm done, I'm leaving you, and it divorced me and left. And <laughs> so, farted with it back in there for a few minutes, and I finally I told Stefano, I said, you, you need to tow me out of here. So, we threw the tow strap on it, got it out to the parking lot, and I said, you know, I got out and I told Ellis, watch this. And, you know, I opened the hood, and instantly everybody's surrounded around going, what's the matter, what's the matter? Because... This one was beyond me. I wasn't sure what I was doing, so I just started yelling out what the problems are, and people are throwing back, you know, oh, check this, check that. And, you know, we, we played around with it for a little bit. Um, we had an animal try to attack me. I don't even know what it was. Somebody said, hey, what's that running across the parking lot? I think it's under your Jeep. I turned around, and there's this little, almost looked like a groundhog, running past me under the Jeep. Scared me half to death, so I about hit my head jumping out from under the car. Well, so, it's like, did you see that video this week that somebody had a wild... Um like a lynx or a bobcat. Oh, and like he attacked his wife? He attacked his wife and he's holding it like this and threw it. He goes, this is not a, their cat. This is a wild animal yeah, that it's basically the, grabbed a hold of a Little bobcat. And I mean, those things, yeah, they, they look just like a cat when they're little enough. Oh, yeah. So but, it was kind of shocking to see this guy shake this thing and throw it. But I'm like, it's a wild animal who's attacking oh, him. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? I mean, but uh, yeah, that was like on the videos of the week. My kid watches this daily dose of internet all the time. And that stuff's on there all mm -hmm. the time. So... I, I, I'm up on current videos that happen because of my kid. It's I walk better in room. than regular TV. <laughs> I know. But, uh, so. so we found out the, the, the clutch just left you. And you only have 120,000 miles, right? You yep, 120,000 miles. But I'm, keep in mind, my introduction to off-roading is I had absolutely, absolutely no clue what I was doing. So I probably did a lot of damage to it in the last uh, four years of been mm -hmm. off-roading. So it's... Does it having lower gears kind of put more stress on the clutch? And the bigger tires we know it does... I think one of the biggest issues I have is the transfer case is not the Rubicon. So it's, uh, I can't remember the exact ratio, but it's not the four to one. It's like 2.7, I think. Something like that. So whenever I'm playing in the rocks, I'm carrying a lot of speed. And it just, so I end up riding the clutch a lot more than I should be, mm -hmm. just, just to keep the speed down. So anybody that's ever spotted me is like, you need to go slower. And it's like, I can't, it'll die. <laughs> so I think a transfer, new transfer cases quickly becoming top of the list okay okay i'm just trying to think because i don't want to have the same problem even though I, <laughs> you know i i don't know if a tj's tj's clutch is just a stock clutch is a little bit stronger or what have you but i haven't heard too many people change out the tj clutch <laughs> knock on something and watch me next week blow out my clutch because i said that but well, uh, that's the weird thing with me is i mean it's when it comes to the clutch it's beyond me it might just be a master or slave cylinder issue mm -hmm. it may not even be the clutch i just you know, everybody I've talked to has said it's most likely the clutch, and I, all right, you know, send it over to the mechanic and let him fix it. Yeah. yeah, that can be a little bit intimidating going for a clutch, but I've, I've watched it on, oh gosh, the Goon Squad guys. I don't know if you watch them, but they rebuild cool vehicles every now and again. A lot of times they're just random stuff, but they rebuilt the TJ and they put a clutch in, and, you know, they barely know what they're doing, I think, at times. <laughs> I think they figure it out on the fly. Well, a but, lot of people told me this, that it's not really hard. The only thing is, is you got to pull the transmission far enough back to get to it. And I'm like, I just, I don't have a transmission stand. I don't have jacks to really get it up in the air and work on it. I'm, I'm laying on the ground on cold concrete. 
I forget it. I'll I just, told the story many times about it. the house I looked at right before this one had a lift in the garage in a five-star garage. And, and you didn't buy it? <laughs> I didn't think I could afford that house, and this one was more than that one. And I should have. It was right next to my buddy's place. <laughs> so I've, I've told the story many times that I should have, like, I probably could have definitely afforded that house. Oh, yeah. But I, everybody like you would have been at my house with vehicles in the air, mm-hmm. which is good and bad because I would have probably went to start a podcast. I probably would have started a YouTube show, actually. Well, you just start asking for donations and beer, and I mean, well, yeah, you never I, have to buy beer again. I mean, I'd probably be overweight at that point. <laughs> so, but again, the uh, that one would have been handy because having a hoist in your house, whoever bought that place, to be honest, they better use it or I'm going to be mad because <laughs> it had an RV park pad. It had, like I said, five-stall garage and it had a hoist in it. I'm like, that is perfect. That's probably some guy who parks golf carts next to this thing because it was across the street from a golf course. But I thought that house was was perfect for stuff I do. But I'm not going to you know pick on my garage too much. I like this one now. But it would have been nice to have, if you have a problem like that, to you know hoist up the Jeep. You can get in and out of there, no problem. You can deal with you know a transmission, stand, whatever, Pretty easily if you have the Jeep in here, but be oh. underneath it and wrestling this T case and wrestling the well, transmission out. I know a few people they'll lift their Jeep up, you know, and that's how they clean out the underbelly. Take the pressure washer while it's up in the air and then clean it out. It's like, you know, I'm laying on the gravel outside of my house trying to get the mud <laughs> off from underneath. It's like, yeah, you know, having it on a stand up in the air, just cleaning away on it, it'd be kind of nice. It'd be nice. You know, and then I, right now I'm borrowing my buddy's pressure washer. He goes, yeah, I need a new, uh, need a new tip on there. Well, I had to rebuild the whole tip because they don't make that tip anymore. So I had to buy all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to stain a deck. And that's no fun. My deck goes the whole length mm. of this house. So yeah, Good luck with that. And yeah, I'm working on a little deck first. The big deck, is, which is three times the size, I just... Don't want to start on that one yet. You got two young kids. Hand them brushes and tell them to go. Yeah. Well, that's part of the deal. Is I'm going <laughs> to put them in the power washer, I think. They can't hurt too much with that. So let's talk a little bit more. Your, 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 this is, we're only part of the way through yeah, the whole problem. We're at noon on Saturday. Yeah. We're not even into the fun stuff yet. No. So now we have a clutch. We have a Jeep. We're four hours from home. What's yep. next? So um, to get more tools, we, uh, we towed it over to the campground in Appleton, which if anybody that stayed there, they got a really nice little campground that's like 20 bucks a night. I know there's another one in town. I haven't seen that one, but great little city-run campground and uh, knew a couple people staying there. So we pulled it over there to their site. They had better tools. YouTube and everything we could think of to check, to try, to test, and we actually got it moving under its own power. Uh, I was pulled it forward, backed it up. I'm like, hey, everything's working. So I reconnected my sway bar, aired up, and I said, let's just let's run it as close as I can get home, and if it dies again, then I'll call a tow truck. Went to pull out of that campground from first gear to second gear. Nope, I ain't doing nothing. And yeah. now at this point, not only is it not going into gear, now I'm not getting any power transfer anywhere. It's just completely dead in the water. Yeah. You know, and the upside is because it's a Jeep, the parking brake doesn't work. So I have no way to stop it from rolling other than the brakes. Or shut it off. <laughs> no, because it just keeps right on rolling through the gears. <laughs> so yeah, there's other than holding the brake, it's not stopping. So we rolled it back into the campground and I said, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done fighting with it. Um, my Jeep, I do tow it behind my camper, my motorhome, um, flat tow it on all four tires. So I've set up with a surge brake style braking system in it. I can tow it behind any vehicle with a two inch receiver. And I called a friend and I said, hey, are you busy tomorrow? Me and your Suburban, uh, Ruby, 
somebody else named it that he didn't but uh <laughs> i said you know me me you and ruby need to go for a drive and he he said sure we can give it a shot and see if we can get it home and so i jumped in the back seat of elias and carrie's jeep they drove me to fridley uh up on the north side of the cities and then my wife came and saved me again <laughs> two days she, in a row she reminds me of that often <laughs> <laughs> so got home and uh i told him because uh, my son was with me and about halfway through, I looked over at him. I said, you know, is the backseat of my Jeep this uncomfortable? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry. Oh, he was, was like, with you the whole time? He was too? with me the whole time. Oh, God. And it was just like, that, that backseat is horrible. <laughs> just, <laughs> my legs are hurting. Like, my back is hurting. I'm like, this is, this is bad. Um, but, you know, got home and uh, talked with my buddy and everything. I got uh, my, my tow bar hitch and everything all in my wife's car and... Then we moved on to Sunday, which, you know, now I'm awake again at 6 a.m., get on the road for another four hours. We get up there. Uh, he, he's a little more mechanical than I am, so he played with it for about a half hour and said, yeah, he goes, I'm, I'm pretty sure your clutch is shot. And I said, all right, so we got it all hooked up, ready to go. Started driving down the road just like I do behind my motorhome. And it, it started, I've been fighting bump steer for about a month or two now, um, which is the next project is control arms and track bars sitting at the house. Mm -hmm. You know, thanks Iron Rock Off-Road. <laughs> <laughs> you took my money and I haven't installed them yet. <laughs> but uh, it started really like moving side to side really fast. And I don't know if the tire was loose at that point or if that's what caused the tire to come loose, but we weren't even five miles south of Appleton and the passenger driver rear tire passed us. Like to me, I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I just, you know, did those brakes locked up? I said, something doesn't feel right. And he goes, no, your tire's passing me. And I said, what are you talking about? It's passing me. And I look over just, just in time to see it 20 feet in the air, bouncing and rolling out into a field. And I'm just like, I've never seen that in person. That's hilarious. <laughs> when it happens to somebody else's vehicle, it's really hilarious. Oh, it is. So people listen to the podcast right now and go, oh, that sounds funny. But when it's happened to yours. Oh yeah. For, you know, that, that's quick few minutes of your tire fell off and him getting over to the side of the road and stopped. Yeah. Your, your hands are shaking, your blood pressure's through the roof. It's just, you don't realize the funniness of the situation. Cause my first thought is I'm looking for other cars. Um, we're on that road heading South. It's a two lane road. We're on a curve kind of going downhill. There's a train track right there. I'm looking for other cars. Like, you know, is this tire going to hit somebody? Cause it's, you know, I'm fine with my Jeep getting totaled, whatever, but it's like, I don't want to hurt anyone else. You, so, you hear about that every now and again where a semi-truck tire will come off and then it will yep. jump the meridian and hit a car. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, that's a semi-truck tire. What's that, 200 pounds, 300 oh, pounds? Easily. It's and they're, up there. And they're zinging along at 70 miles an hour, and it's going to plow right through a car or window or what have you. And so and this ended up carried harmlessly in a, in a yep. field 200 yards away. So oh, yeah. It had some good speed to it. Thankfully, yeah, nobody's hurt, nobody's injured, you know. Once the nerves calm down a little bit, we grab the tire, uh, grab the fender because I tore my rear fender off. Um, again. Yeah, again. <laughs> that's, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, we, uh, we got it all back there and kind of looking at it, and it's like, all right, what do we do now? So I called another friend of mine, and I'm like, hey, are you bored? And he's like, kind of, why? I said, I need a trailer. And he lives up in Ramsey. So, you know, he's two and a half, almost three hours, and he dropped everything and brought me a trailer, which was awesome. Um, so we, you know, at this point, I'm sitting there looking at my friend. I'm like, well, nobody's going to steal it because it's only on three tires. 
I said, and, you know, when your hands are shaking, I said, let's go find some lunch. I'm hungry. It's noon. And that's when we went down to, it's either Milan or Milan, however you, they pronounce it over there. And there's a little bar and grill right on the side of the road and got some bacon cheeseburgers and some beer and calmed down. <laughs> Sat there for a couple hours and... Waited for your next savior to come. Yep. Waited for the next guy. I owe a, a six pack two at least. <laughs> <laughs> So your wife had to save you twice. Your yep. one buddy had to save you, and then another buddy had to come save yep. you. So you're, you're, you're going to be helping a lot of people out of a lot I of am. different things. So yeah, and uh, he showed up with his trailer, and we got to put the spare on because um, I did destroy that rim. The rotor fell down inside the rim, ripped it all to shreds. You know, the lug nut holes all tore to shreds. Everything just it shot. So we got the spare on, winched it up onto the trailer, tied it down, and we start heading home. And you know, my buddy says he goes now because uh, we towed it home with Ruby, and he goes now that this side's brakes work. He goes, I don't think that side brakes is working, so just be careful. And it's like, oh okay. We get about 500 feet down the road. And my buddy goes, you know, I don't think my brake controller works either. So <laughs> we took it easy, nice and slow. We got her, we got it home, got it unloaded and put in the garage, and yeah. So you know, let's fun. talk about braking. On a, you talk about a brakes on a trailer. Yep. Do you need to have a brakes on a trailer if it's you know because you're so much weight? Yes, I do so, believe. In a certain way, it's helpful, huh? Now I grew up in another state. The state I grew up in was three thousand pounds. It had to have brakes. Okay. Um, up here, I assume it's probably about the same. Because I bought my pickup years ago, thinking that would be. I thought I'd be going to Moab last year. Yeah. Let alone this year, but <laughs> things happen. But oh. I bought it with the brake controller built in. And I know there's things now you can just have a surge brake thing or it's in the built into the hitch if you wanted. Yep. But I figured I'd be renting a trailer that had brakes or borrowing a trailer that had brakes. And now I know people who own semis. So I'm thinking maybe I'll just talk into my, my uh, guy who's been on the podcast, Jacob. I think I might talk to him someday about going to Moab and him there you go. using one of his semis and just loading up eight or ten of them, whatever it takes. <laughs> That's Inclo kind of... Enclosed 40-footer. and <laughs> Yeah, see if I can't sweet talk him and doing something like that. But in the end... Um, my brother Mike is always talking about if something like this happens to us, he goes, one of us needs to have a truck on a trailer. It really, because one of us is in it. So I'm thinking that sooner or later, he's, some, one of us is going to have a trailer. But no. um, they do things like this. Somebody go ahead and, you know, breaks down. But then that guy better be the guy who drives the trailer that week. <laughs> you know, drives the truck with the trailer. But I guess, in the, my guess, if you have the trailer, you're probably the one that brings it over time. And then, you know, what have you. But well, it's somebody, a good idea. Somebody to told me having a trailer makes you a lot more dangerous. There's there's a difference between I gotta drive it home and I got a trailer. <laughs> yeah, I got a trailer. You can I do got this. a trailer. Let's. I'm going up this rock hill. <laughs> That's in. I've been there when I'm like, okay, I gotta drive this home. I can't do this. I can't do this. And my buddies will tease me that I take the uh, what's call it the uh, bypass every now and again. But usually I'm on leading. I'm like, I have no clue if I can get through that. Oh. So I'll pull off. I'm like, I'm gonna videotape somebody else doing something stupid, and they they get stuck. I'm like, I'm feel like getting stuck too. I'm just gonna go around it. Mm -hmm. You know, and they have bigger tires than I do, and they got stuck. Why should I try it? <laughs> yeah, you were gonna get stuck. You just yeah. knew that ahead of time. Right? Yeah, but now we all have 33s, and I try not to be the guy in the lead, but everybody's like, yeah, you do a pretty good job in the lead. I'm like, I don't want to. I want to they, tease you guys for taking a bypass. They do that to me, too. They're like, all right, let's go lead me, and I'm like, I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so now with these new, and I haven't done it yet, like Onyx Off-Road, but I actually, first time I was at Appleton, I used the Polaris app, which is free, just, and it tracks how far you went, and then, well, if I get stuck, I just go backwards the way I came. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's other ones out there that cost a few bucks. Onyx is the the one I think I might end up going with if I do more 
trips, especially if I go to South Dakota or go to Colorado. Yeah, the places there's already a bunch of maps loaded because it's. Um, I've been using Gaia, and Gaia's somebody had you. sent me the uh, the files they had made for Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had all the Gilbert files. They've got uh, was it Spider Lake, all those ones, which there's a lot more trails there than I realized. I grew up in Spider Lake, so I spent, but I was on ATVs. Yeah. And uh, I've actually been on Spider Lake when it was higher water and basically had to float four wheelers across creeks. Oh, so we just, one guy get on each end, it's pretty light. You just, yeah. you know, they have four big balloon tires on it. You can walk across with them pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> so I've done that. <laughs> this, was, this was 25 years ago or more, and we were doing this out there. So I've, I've been out there plenty, but. Um, Probably still didn't get on all the trails I could have been on. There's probably more trails than it was back then. But back then, it wasn't. It didn't seem like it was a Jeep trail. It seemed like it was more four-wheelers. But now they've made them a little wider yep. and stuff. But definitely fun. So have you got the Jeep home yet? Where's your Jeep now? So we got it home. This was last weekend. So last Sunday night, we got it home, got it in the garage. Um, I ordered parts because I said, okay, you know, the, the wheel studs, they're completely ripped up. They need replaced. Um the clutch is, like I said, beyond me. I'll, I'll let the mechanic deal with that. But I wanted to get the back end all back together so I could get it over there before I returned the trailer. And um, so took tire off. I ordered new lug, new studs, new lug nuts, uh, new rotor because the rotor flattened out where it slid across the ground for, you know, 50 yards, 60 yards. Apparently, they're not designed for that. <laughs> they're not designed to run straight up on the rotor. Got yeah, it. so got it. Uh, started taking that apart, the the... Wheel studs came out super easy. Like had my four pound hammer, just one or two good whacks, got them loose and then just tapped them out. So got that all apart and I started putting it back together and I destroyed one of the, the nut that I was using. So put washers and then a nut on and then kind of sucked the stud into place to seat it. And something ripped up and no longer working. And I'm like, okay, this is the first one. How can I be having trouble? And you know, like you said, before we started recording, you're you're one broken nut away from a four-hour project. <laughs> yeah, um, twenty seconds or four hours. Which one do you yeah. want? <laughs> so this one turned into okay. Hey, who wants to help me fix this? And somebody's like, yeah, come on over. Look up where he's at, and it's like it's ninety miles in a town I've never heard of. I'm like, whatever. So you know, two-hour drive because it's all two-lane road with thirty-seven left turns. At least it seemed like it's you know, turn left in a mile, turn right in a mile, turn left, turn right, turn left, and. Even my wife came with no. me and she was driving. She's like, how many turns are we going to make? No direct route to this person's house. <laughs> no, nothing easy. <laughs> That's like um, a little side story. My, older, my younger son plays basketball. And so we had a traveling tournament. We are going somewhere up north. Uh, I forget what town. I can see it on the map. It's straight north of here. But to get there, there's 500 stoplights. And I'm like, there's no direct route to this place, wherever yeah. we're going. That wasn't Blaine. Maybe it was Blaine. But yeah, we're at this tournament. I'm like, this is the hardest I've ever had to work to get somewhere in the Twin Cities. There's no highway that gets there. It's all 30 oh, miles an hour. Either that or you're like looping way around. I think we did loop around. And it was like, I don't know how to get here. There's no direct route. And it was like the biggest pain in the butt tournament. And then we lost to a team we shouldn't have lost. So I was really mad on the way home. <laughs> yeah, it's never good when you drive that far and lose. Oh, we all three of us were pretty mad on the way home. Or in my case, drive four hours to break. <laughs> so then you get to this guy's house and he fixes it. In About like 10 minutes 10 minutes 10 minutes he's got it done but he's the mechanic by trade so he knew what he was doing okay. and got he reseated all five and got home and it took me I don't know, 20 minutes to get it back in get the brake caliper back on the rotor back on tire back on so it's in my garage sitting on all four tires and tomorrow morning it goes to the mechanic so then we really find out what's wrong yeah and then we find out what's wrong with the engine so and then or clutch uh, you mean right well yeah clutch or transmission whichever 
part is actually bad. Um, and I'll also, once he gets a driving, I'll find out if the, um, from when it was kind of snapping back and forth, if that did any damage to the passenger side studs. Oh, I hear you saying. So, yeah, because it, just just imagine it was like just trying to turn and then the tow bars had corrected. And when it corrected, it overcorrected and it went to the other side. And it did it once. And I'm like, I've, it's never done that behind my camper. And I towed it 10 times last summer behind my motorhome without an issue. And then the second time it did it, the tire came off. Oh. So I don't know if the tire was already loose or if that's what actually ripped the lugs off. But, you know, going back to the torque wrench, as soon as we got done and we got everything there, and I said, well, grabbed my torque wrench, started checking, and all the other tires were fine. Hmm. Weird. So, Guess we'll never know the truth behind no, this No, this mystery. one we won't, because I surprisingly I couldn't find any of the lugs. Not sure which, <laughs> not sure which field they landed they probably in. Bolt, they took off real fast. Oh, yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about what a torque wrench does. Each bolt has um, torque specs oh, yeah. to it. And have spare ones right here. Look at that. There you go. Now the weirdest thing I learned about this is when you're torquing to a specific foot pound or inch pound, depending on what you're working on, it's actually stretching that bolt this was gonna get almost at. to its breaking point. And it's like, I, I never knew that until I kind of... So say that this guy, 95 to 110, I believe is the numbers. If I'm yep. wrong, it's your fault. You guys can look it up on Google, whoever's listening to this. I just know mine's around 95 pound, uh, foot pounds of torque. So what it does... I looked this up. I watched a video. It stretches it because these have a spec to stretch a certain amount. But if you over tighten it, for example, you can over stretch this bolt and it's never going back. And yeah. its ability to stretch goes to like 110 foot pounds. But if you go, hey, I'm going to crank it down to 150, well, you just ruined that bolt. It's mm -hmm. stretched forever. You just ruined it. And so there's, there's a range for a reason. You want to be inside that range. You don't want to be outside that range. And then you also want to you know, tighten them up in a star pattern star pattern and go a couple different times you hear that thing click that's enough go on the next one across the across the axle from it torque that go around a couple times because you're just sucking that thing in seating it in solid yep seating in solid so if you have bigger wheels wheels on there uh or bigger tires um just make sure you stay within that range you're just stressing that out just a bit more but it should be able to handle it like i have spacers on this i know some guys hate spacers but uh it works for me and I went with a lighter tire for the reason I could have went like I have ten and a half on here. I could have went twelve and a half inch wide tires, yeah. but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to have the weight. They get and heavy fast. My thirty fives are probably around seventy to seventy five pounds. Yeah, and these are thirty threes. I think they're right around sixty. And my brother has the twelve and a half on his TJs. I like the look, but it's just that much more tire, that much more weight. And I thought I think I'm gonna go with the ten and a half versus the twelve and a half because I just want to have a lighter tire. Since I'm rocking, you know, when new, 190 horsepower, not anymore, uh, and I haven't changed the gearing yet, I'm just like, I just want to stay with the lighter, lighter tire. But that's beyond, you know, not what we're talking about today. We're talking about torque specs. So look up your torque specs. Have a torque wrench in your shop. 100, 100 bucks still will do it. Uh, but check out your torque specs because, as, as I mentioned, it does stretch the bolt. Yeah. And if you're not, you know, uh, accurate on there, if you're just using your I watch Dirt Every Day on Motorshed Television. I, I, I have every stream. How many Ugas do you give it? Oh, God, I love those guys. But anyhow, they're, uh, this is another guy. This, I love this show, too. Uh, this is Finnegan's Garage. But uh, he said he was putting his, he was, uh, he was using his impact. He goes, oh, that's the torque spec. He goes around. He was kind of joking, but hopefully he torques him down. But they, 
they have a trailer well, and they trailer everything around. They don't ever drive those things. You in the do street. it enough, and you're going to know kind of how much pressure is on there. Then, you know, in my case, I, I, I'm not a mechanic, so I have to rely on that click to tell me I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you so, know, and it's amazing. You get on and you tighten it up and you get it hand tight, and you're like, okay, it should be pretty close. And then you get the torque wrench out and realize you're way off. Well, too, if you torqued them while it's sitting on the ground, it's still sucking in. Mm -hmm. You know, so you want to torque, you get them down, a couple of them down tight, so that thing, that tire is, wheel is sucked in, then put the rest on, get it on the ground, tighten them up a bit more. And so, uh, yeah, I've torqued mine, and, you know, I should probably torque them before I go on a long trip here this summer, too, and I will. Now I'm hearing this story. So, <laughs> now your friend, Corey, yeah, this is Corey so, I'm talking about, your friend. This is, this is Corey with a K. Corey with a C, for those of you that know this, both of us, uh, apparently uh, Friday night, or last night, he had the same issue on his Toyota Tundra. And he said, I shouldn't have teased Corey Robinson so much because this happened to me. <laughs> yeah. So he was giving me a, a lot of grief about it, and then it happened to him. And I keep telling him he's got to one-up me. I, I slid into a tree in Spider Lake, didn't do any damage. He took out a tree in, I think, Chuck's winter run, and he did a lot of damage. Uh, <laughs> he had knuckle issues, tie rod issues. I he broke stuff and you know that's a whole other story i was telling mitch about that he tried to get me in trouble by tagging me in the video uh and our jeeps are very very similar looking at that time so my wife may or may not have called yelling at me <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even know anything was going I, on i didn't even know he was there that day i hadn't seen him so so what we're you know the thing the psa we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast uh, episode was this is might have been preventable in your case it might have been. Um, if you think about it, if if that first time it did whatever it was doing, if you know now looking back, the intelligence would have kicked in and said, "Pull over and check something." Yeah. Um, might have either seen a lug nut missing, seen that the lug nuts were loose, you know, and then the tire wouldn't have come off. If we couldn't have fixed it, we could have got a trailer right away. You know, there are a lot of things can go different, but it's you know, hindsight being twenty twenty. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> So I teased the last time we went off road up at, up at uh, Trollhagen. I said, apparently I'm the safety coordinator. We're gonna double check that everybody's in low range. Because <laughs> my buddy Brent, he was in high range when he rolled his Jeep and he should have been in low. And he's like, I didn't even, didn't even think to put it in four wheel drive yet. We're on a road. First but, time I went off roading, I think you even mentioned that uh, I was in four high you in the four? snow. And I ended up having to change my front rotors after that. I warped them. Yeah, because if you're in four high in a JK, which is all these fancy things you JK guys got, like analog brakes, your analog brake will kick in because well, it doesn't know that you're... There's in. the traction control, which you can turn off, but there's also, from what I was told, there's a stability control that, in unless you're in four low, it's always on. You can't turn it off. Yep. And that works your brakes to keep you moving in you know, snow, mud, whatever, which... In the snow works phenomenal. I you take my Jeep with it being a stick shift, you cannot do a donut in the snow with the traction control turned on. You just can't. Yeah. And but that stability control still kicks in. You'll still heat your brakes up. And we were probably what an hour into that trip. And yeah, I think Wade said it's, well, all of us could smell brakes. Oh yeah, and I had smoke coming out from under my hood, so it's oh, like yeah, we stopped. Remember? Yeah, now. I stopped. I got out and I picked the hood up, and I'm like, what in the world? It smells like brakes. And somebody's like, well, are you in high or low? And I said, well, I'm in high. And I put it in low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do it all in high. And that's meant to be that type of four-wheel drive if you're not off-roading. If you're just going down the road, it's yeah. meant to work that way. But you, it, you actually can, like my truck, I can trick it and shut the stability control off all the way. But then it'll turn itself back on. 
<laughs> after like a minute. It'll say, nope, we can't do that for too long. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it shuts everything off. You put it in low range, it shuts everything off. And mine automatically, if it senses slip, will hit the rear locker too. Okay, so, that's kind of uh, cool. I don't know, I've said this before, the vehicles I don't take off-road, both are have, better off-road than they the both have do. lockers. My wife has a uh, you know, Grand Cherokee, and it has automatically in rear locker in it. My truck has an automatic rear locker, GM80, <laughs> in it. And if that thing goes off-road to go deer hunting, that's about it. <laughs> but it worked one time. I was I was at a dump and I was going up a hill, and all of a sudden I got on a drive pavement again and tried to turn the wheel. All of a sudden the whole thing's like, oh man, the locker kicked in. I didn't realize because I had it low range because I was on a hill like this. No. And uh, I'm like, well, man, I've never, never had to use that thing or I've thought about using it. But most of the time I throw that thing in full auto and that's as much uh, off-road as it needs to go on. But uh, every now and again, I'm They've got the so much computers in them now. Just let the computer figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that's why I said. Like it does, I don't have to ever put it in actual four-wheel drive. I just put it in full auto all winter and put it in two-wheel drive in the spring. But uh, that's all it ever really needs. But when I go off to our campsite, whatever, or go and picking up a deer on the middle of the wood, woods or a field, you need that type of thing. Or when it's bringing out, because you know what's funny is those stoplights, the uh, the paint on the crosswalks. Yep. <laughs> you try to go fast in two-wheel drive, you, your oh, tires yeah. will go. And I'm like, you just, I just put it. It's raining out. I just put it in four auto just so I can get to where I'm going, because sometimes I need to, you know, punch it every now and again. And you catch those in other spots where it just, yeah, it's real slick on the pavement. And, you know, you're glad back into the truck so light to begin with, so. Oh. Well, too, you know, having a new driver, I tell my kid this, when, if it hasn't rained in a while and the first rain you get, it's going to be slick out because the oil that's on the road or whatever, the debris that's on the road, uh, every intersection, I just, you know, it'll peel out every intersection because it just, it's first rain. Mm-hmm. It road is just slick as snot because well, of that oil. Somebody road. told me once it's, yeah, it's the oil that's in the pavement starts kind of rising up first, so it needs to wash away before it's before yeah, it becomes just, a little easier yeah. but yeah, yeah i know new drivers i took him he's on a permit took him in the snow and ice and i'm like all right hit the gas do you feel that that's that's spinning <laughs> hit the brakes do you feel that that's sliding <laughs> my learn kid, how to control those <laughs> i told my kid my kid was driving my pickup that's pretty awesome for him to drive to school yeah what and i'm that? like and he was like I was going to get him a car. He was a little mad about it. He goes, well, is it going to have the same like turbo as the, the car that your truck has? I'm like, oh, so you've been gunning it, huh? He goes, yeah, yeah. But then he got the car and he's like, oh, it's got, it's got plenty of turbo, as he calls it. You know, plenty of speed pickup. I drove his car the other day just because I drive his vehicle once a month or so just to make sure there's no like check engine lights or needs gas. So I drove it before he even got out of bed. I went and got milk for the kids for the breakfast. And uh, I'm like, oh, this is a sporty little car. He goes, we used to drive these huge vehicles and or a slow Jeep. I'm like, that's a sporty little thing. Oh, that's so, my wife has a Subaru and it's, go to pass somebody on a two lane road, you can go from 55, 60 to 90 in just a split second. It's, <laughs> it's fun driving something a little faster than a is. Jeep every now and again. And it's even got the little paddle shifter so you can kind of like pretend you're an F1 driver. Pretend. <laughs> <laughs> So now we got this uh, wheel here, and you got something different to drive away. Let's introduce that to the uh, off-road community. What'd you so pick up? So that is a 1997 XJ, uh, 240,000 miles, I think, on it. Um, I'm just broken in. I know it's, it's still good. It made it down the interstate. Speedometer's slightly off, but <laughs> yeah, it's only like 10 miles off. It's not that bad. Yeah, I had my phone open and a GPS app running, and I'm 
asked him, I, my son Will, I'm like, how fast am I going? He's like, 70. I was like, the speedometer says I'm doing 60. <laughs> you know, so I dropped back to 55, and now I'm doing 60. It's like, okay, how do you, how are you five miles off at 55 and 10 off at 60? It'll get, it'll get more and more off the faster you go. Yeah. Well, if you think about how math works. But uh, what you don't want to do is tell the cop, well, my speedometer always, speedometer always says this. <laughs> Because he won't listen to you. He'll just give you the ticket. Yeah, he does. He and believes he'll you, he's gone. It'll be a fix-it ticket also. So just say, okay, and don't speed. And I don't know if you can fix those on the XJs. I know I have a flash cal for my Jeep, so my, my spin number is spot on. There's a way to fix it on these. I think it's through the transfer case. Is it? And I think that one might have the same T case. But it's a different change in something. I'm not going to do it, to be honest with you. I'm just gonna, mine's only off by like four miles an hour at 70 or 60. So I'm like, I'm just going to slow down a little bit okay. and be fine. I'm surprised this is off. The, um, I actually, I bought it from Corey Joseph, who lost the tire also. <laughs> and um, he put 33s on it. You know, him and, him and a buddy, they flexed it out, cut away the fender. So it, it tucks them just fine and stock suspension height. But yeah, that speedometer is just way off. Mm -hmm. And then it's uh, it's got the Patagonias, which you know it's seventy on the interstate. They they feel a little different, <laughs> so it's different ride, different drive, but it, it's not bad. What I hear about the Milestar Pats is you if you dial in the tire pressure, they're great. Yeah. So you just got whatever you're doing, you got to get the tire pressure just right, and then you'll be fine. Um, that's what I've heard from people who have them, and uh, they think they're the best things. The people who have them like them. They do. Every anybody I know that's run them is they've loved them. They've been able to do a whole bunch of stuff off road with them. You know, I always worry about the longevity of them. How many miles do people actually get out of them? Mm -hmm. I know you brought up Lightbright before uh, their YouTube channel, and they did a like a 600 mile trip through Arizona and into Colorado, I think, or Utah. And they uh, that Gladiator they gave away, and they really tore those tires up. There was chunks missing from them, and it's like I don't know how many miles were actually on them, but you know, yeah, the, the, you gotta be careful what you see on YouTube because those people are getting paid to have <laughs> that get, stuff. They're getting paid. They're getting free stuff. They're, they're getting, getting paid free stuff all the time. And yeah. so uh, when I, anytime I, the people I promote on the podcast here, the things I promote, it's things I believe in. I'm self-sponsoring it now, so it's my own fitness business, and, and I it works. Yeah, he's <laughs> one of my clients now because of it. So, um, and uh, so it's it's really like I really wanted to be part of. Uh, only things that I really believed in. So, you know, the, my sponsors that I had in the past, great people, love them. You know, so that's why I believe in those type of things. And and, uh, and looking for more sponsors. Hey, if you're out there and you want to sponsor a podcast and you have a great product, uh, talk to me. I'm, well, I'm listening. <laughs> and it better be a good product. <laughs> went too long buying the cheap stuff and you realize how fast it breaks, how bad it is. And you start buying the better stuff and you realize just how much better it really is. And you fix things the right way. Like when I did my... Uh, my frame had rust on it and it was just starting in one spot but when it starts in this one spot TJ's every every TJ out there owner knows the spot I'm talking about where your rear rear suspension kind of hooks up and uh, mine was just starting and when I took it to Chad he goes well we fix it right it might be expensive but it's gonna be fixed right and you'll never have a problem with it again I'm like let's do it then because I'm gonna have this Jeep for a long time I like it I don't feel like building another one up so uh, we fixed it, and now I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you know, that part is fixed. I have a new frame, basically. So if you do it the right the first time, you'll be happy about it. Yeah, yours is a garage queen, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a yeah, garage when queen. When we started, he's pointing out the three drains. He's like, I wash it all winter long, heated garage. You know, oh, it's, it's, yeah, this, yeah. Well, it heats <laughs> off now, so I'm just waiting for a sunny seven-degree day 
or you know if it rains i don't care i guess i've been in this thing in the rain with the top up but no doors on it it's, it's fun actually to do that it, it is you, you feel going, like a rebel you get going fast enough and you don't even know it's raining people look at you funny when it's starting to rain out actually my wife and i were in this neighborhood looking at houses one day uh we were in a downpour and they had the hood thing up. we're looking at gps we're looking at uh, houses and it's downpouring and all we had this top on and i'm like oh, this is not so bad my wife it isn't my wife i thought she'd be like having you know be a, you know upset about it raining or the wind in her hair she's actually no fine just fine with it just get her steelers my wife's a steelers fan folks it's fine oh they went super bowls <laughs> they win super bowls uh apparently that that's fun to watch is winning super bowls instead of losing them so uh, she's a big Steelers fan, but she has a Steelers hat that stays in a Jeep and a brush. And I bought a 50-pack of hair ties. And I don't think I'm on my second 50-pack of hair ties. They we're getting low on them. I don't know where they go. They mysteriously go somewhere else. I'm like, I think the bottom of her purse or her vehicle must have 50 or 100 of them in there at some point. But that's where they, I have to buy a new one for the new season, a new 50-pack. They'll <laughs> go in the Jeep. So that's kind of how you get your wife in the Jeep or people with long hair. You don't have to worry about I that. I don't anymore. have that problem. <laughs> I haven't had long hair in 20 years. <laughs> so so this PSA, we'll wrap this episode up, is having yourself a nice torque wrench or just checking your lug nuts. That's another thing, too. You said something about was there one missing. So one time we went off-road, and before we went, we looked down, and my buddy Brent, the day he rolled his Jeep, before we started, I think he had a missing lug, run, lug nut on his Jeep. So we robbed one off somebody's spare and stuck it on there. So having having a spare... A spare lug nut in my Jeep, and I'm actually gonna set this out and stick it in there. This is a brand new one. I think a lot with... of places they'll tell you, you know, if it's an off-road, off-road dedicated rig, you know, if you've got one missing, that's fine, and maybe even two. But uh, yeah, if you're you're on the road, you gotta have a... gotta be nice and tight. Otherwise, yeah, you end up with issues. <laughs> yeah, and I think a reminder to you, Brent, that you should come over. We should check your lug nuts pretty quick here because you said. Uh, we didn't torque his down when he put the spare one on. So, seeing as I bought this XJ from Corey, maybe I should check those before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're up to four or five people, yo. So, awesome. Uh, well, cool. It's, I just got to notice. I said we were going to try to get it 20 to 30 minutes. We're at 45, and it's telling me that, hey, you're getting close to the maximum time limit. So, uh, in, in the end, though, that's the, the recommendation is have a spare lug nut or two in your vehicle, which I'm going to put these in my glove box here when we're done. And then torque your stuff down. It takes literally it takes about two minutes to torque your, your lug nuts before you leave. If even that much. And yeah, then... just go ahead, go around it, and then have have one of those things in your your party uh, or your group of friends. Have those if at least one person have it in your group. That way you can check them every now and again. And I'm gonna sure check you, mine. Make sure you have if you have those locking ones that you have the right tool. If you've got uh, my wife's car, we got replace the tires through discount tire, and the the lugs they use are you can't get that socket from anybody but them so you know make sure you have the right stuff to right tighten stuff too and also uh having the right if you have a lifted vehicle i mentioned this before having the right size uh jack because if you have a stock vehicle you can use your stock jack just fine but if you have a lifted vehicle that stock jack isn't gonna do anymore and who was it that some company that has a really cool air shock uh is it arb yeah arb they have a really cool jack it's about 800 bucks Hydraulic, I think it is. Yeah, but uh, they also have a tool, like a little, this looks like a little step. And so if you have a lifted vehicle, they have a step that goes with it that can plant down, and then you have a higher place to start from, so you don't have to jack the thing all the way up. I just bought a bottle jack. I have a bottle jack that I love, and it sits in my garage, but I might bring it with me on my next trip. 
And my buddy's like, why do you still have it in a box? I'm like, well, that way I can th throw it in the back and it's not mm -hmm. going to bounce around. It's easy to stack. Yeah, it's easy to stack. I'm like, I'm going to keep it in the box as long as I can. Why not? Mm -hmm. But uh, in the end of the day, though, it's just have fun having that. And a lot of us have the big old, well, we used to call them farm jacks, but this big, uh, are they still called farm jacks? Uh, high lifts. High lifts. High so lifts I throw, when I go off-road, I, I throw the high lift in the back. I don't have it on a daily because it rattles. I don't like rattling. And my high lift lives inside my Jeep. I'm a big proponent of high lifts inside vehicles and yep. not outside because they just rust. I had mine on my rear bumper and it rusted in three months so bad that I had to throw it away. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore. And I don't drive anywhere. I walk to work. My, garage, my Jeep is garage kept too. It's a garage queen. <laughs> and so it, I don't drive it hardly ever. I walk to work and I drive to the trail and back and it's kept in the garage and it's still rusted up so bad that yeah, it didn't work anymore. Yeah. So when, you, when you're driving like on a you know, random Tuesday, you see people with those high lift, it looks cool. A high lift sitting outside on the rear bumper or across the hood on a TJ, like it's a big buck. I don't get why they do that, but it's a cool way to mount it. But uh, you can also get the interior. There's a mount that mounts the roll bars and I bought that. They're expensive, like 80 bucks, but it keeps that, you know, hundred dollar jack looking real nice so and it's a heavy jack it keeps it from bouncing around and breaking other things yeah so i like it in there but again it kind of it will rip your soft top when you put your soft top down uh so i'd rather just i throw it in there when i need it when i go off-roading so that's our psa for today is check your lug nuts make sure you have the right jack and uh, have the right tools another thing too uh make sure you have a lug wrench in your vehicle i think when i went to my brother-in-law one time i'm looking through his i'm like you didn't have a right lug, nunch, lug wrench in here at all. You need, you need a different lug wrench. Okay. So got to find that or have the socket size that fits either a 19 or a 3 quarter. Uh, some of them use a 21 mil. I can't remember. I think the truck is a bigger millimeter. It depends on what you got. So check to make sure you have the right tools. I think I mentioned it in another podcast. We had a tool sewed. Check to make sure you have the right things even to change your own tire. <laughs> will be great. Because <laughs> when you don't and you're on the side of the road, all you need to do is change a tire and you don't have the right tool even to do it. If you know how to do it and you can't do it because you don't have the right tool, it's kind of a bummer. So there you go. Well, thanks, Will and Corey, for coming today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good luck. Uh, you might have to take that sticker off of the vehicle before you park in a high school parking lot. But we'll yeah, see they if don't that like works. swear words. And it's <laughs> it's a. Uh... It's it's an addition. <laughs> Let's just say it's a box addition. <laughs> I mean, um, the parking lot's usually full, so... Yeah, park in the street, then they can't yell at you. Well, there you go. Well, thanks again for coming on and being on. This, is, uh, this has been a fun one, so thanks again, and hopefully uh, you guys out there listening learn a couple things today and can... Might, might even have a spare story or two that's very similar to what we're talking about. You can share it on the, the Facebook group. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for coming. Yep, thanks. Hey, gang, maybe you're listening to this podcast and wondering why it's brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness. Well, my name's Mitch. I own this podcast, but I also own another business, which is the main thing that I do. And I'm a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer since 1999. And I love helping people get in the best shape of their lives. So if your goal is to gain weight, lose weight, get in shape for a running race, or just to be fit and strong, I can definitely help you out with that. I do one-on-one -on -one personal training, either in person or online. I do small group training in person or online. I also do give you nutritional advice and much, much more. Uh, if you've never worked with a personal trainer, a lot of people find it very motivating and fun while they're getting their butt kicked. So if that's something that interests you, message me on primeshapefitness.com. I have a way to get you to hold me up for that. Or go better go to the Facebook page, uh, find me on Prime Shape Fitness, or even cross thread off road, message you through there, and I'll get a hold of you.
Thanks for listening to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast brought to you by Prime Shape Fitness, your one-stop shop for your fitness needs.